0: Oi, 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 oi. Who the hell do you think I am? Do you not know what we're about to do? Do you not understand what we're about to achieve? Do you think this podcast can be stopped? We're about to go to a place where no podcast has gone before. With the drill that Joe Doe owns, we're about to pierce the podcast heavens.
1: That was a great intro, not gonna lie. Way better than what I had written.
0: Of course. I had to uh, channel my inner commoner.
1: You have a more inner commoner in you today than I did, so... Hats off. Hats off. Thank you. I guess we already know my fate in life now. I was gonna <laughs> make a joke, but I didn't. I mean, I guess the show is based on spoilers, like so I guess that just means you're only making it halfway, like less than halfway through the series.
0: Yep. You know, I don't mind that. Life is expensive.
1: It's very expensive. Very expensive. But anyway, No, so, on to the show. We're starting a little bit slow. I know Spiral Energy is limitless, but we're gonna we're gonna ease our way into this one. I'm very excited. But we're gonna We're gonna we're gonna do good. We're gonna do good by taking topic and long. So what were your first impressions, Zuchi, back when you watched it for the first time? We've both seen this multiple times now, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the first time I watched this, I, I think I, the first time I watched it, I called this, um, Deus Ex Machina the anime, the anime. So, essentially, what I meant by that, not like the, like the second time, I I don't, I wouldn't call it Deus Ex Machina the anime, but the first time I watched it, I called it Deus Ex Machina the anime, because essentially, every single problem the characters came across, there's just some absurd, insane reason why they couldn't call it right? And that was the first time I'd watched this anime, right? But the thing was, like, the first time I watched this anime was probably a year into me watching anime for the first time, right? So I still kind of watched it. It still was at that time watching anime with my very Western understanding of how plots, stories, problems, and problem solving should be worked out, you know? So when there are moments, like, especially towards the very end of the show, I was like, yeah, no, this is a bit too, like, out there for me to believe is possible in this world that you've told me, right? That was my understanding, right? Now, can I give my second time impression, right? Yeah, give her. I think now watching it again, like it, I have a very different take on this, right? Because it's been about seven years since I first watched this show. And now I'm like, okay, cool. So it's just pretty much a story about sheer determination. That's like the more of the story. It's just like, it's a it's story of shit temptations. the story of like willpower and understanding of like what you can and can't what you can achieve when you put your mind to it right and this thing of like where sometimes you have to like lean on other people's trust right that's my second time taking from the show right outside of like the whole idea of like the plots and all that stuff right so like the first time like those very big deals are marking that moment like the first time i watched it, the second viewing i'm like okay no like, yeah, they're just putting random power-ups out of their ass to justify doing it. But it can't feels if, if it's a theme of the show that these random-ass power-ups are coming from sheer will and determination.
1: I always took that as kind of a... I don't think it actually was. But initially, I took it as kind of a jab at other animes that would do that. But I think it was just not a jab, but just an egregious use of that trope. Yeah, Where you just pull power, and more power, and more power, and more power, and they're just... Because the plot itself for Gurren Logan is not particularly deep. I, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. I gotta give my first impression, but full disclosure, I've seen this anime at least a half dozen times since I watched it for the first time last April or March, I think. No, I think it was I started it in February because someone told me to watch it for Mega March. I got hooked, and I'm devastated we didn't do it last year for Mecha March, and I'm devastated that we can't do it next year for Mecha March. Anyway, first few episodes of the show, I'm going to give my kind of, like, rundown of how I watched the show initially. Yeah. First rundown of the show, I was kind of wish-washy in that I liked some of the things happening, I didn't like some of the things happening, I didn't really care until they kind of left Littner Village. And even then, I kind of wasn't huge because Gurren is kind of a weird-looking mech by itself. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I like how the gunmen look, and I like the changes that kind of came as they stole Gurren, etc. But initially, I was just kind of thinking, I don't really like the mech design. The characters are very outlandish. Blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to... The life of the party, it becomes this whole thing of, I don't really care how the mechs look, but now that the heroes have them, I like them a lot more. more well, I'll, I'll, that's another thing we'll get into, like the mechs themselves specifically. But everything kind of meshed together really well. The outlandishness, the ridiculousness, like everything you put together it kind of took me a little bit to get into, but Turnaround became my all-time favorite anime, which I've seen. Pretty much every other month for a year, if not more than that. Though, kind of got some cool, fun facts and details. So, this anime is 15 years old. We are pulling up, actually, very close. Actually, only a couple of weeks away from the first episode of Gurren Lagann airing. It aired, like, spring 2007, but April 1st was the first episode. Produced by Aniplex, directed by Studio Gynax, which later became partially became Studio Trigger.
0: I oh, know Studio Gynex. Actually an anime Nah no, no. Studio Guy is to its own independent studio. The people who worked on Gwen Logan went on to found Studio Trigger.
1: One day I'll remember the actual details in that because I think every single time I say something like this, it's wrong. But uh maybe we'll just roll with it. Sure. Anime original actually for this one. I know we've actually done a couple anime originals, which is nice. Like I know Vivi was yeah. one. Yeah Vivi has an anime is you no know. Maybe that might be... I'm trying to no, think
0: No, no, there, there's a bunch of them. I just can't Ping Pong the Animation? No, Ping Pong the Animation Probably. was an adaptation.
1: It's not a big deal. I was just thinking, like, we haven't done... That I can remember, like, a whole lot of anime originals. Just not by choice, but I mean, I guess they just kind of come along as they come along. And they're a little few and far between.
0: I'm pretty sure, keep your hands up, Isaac Ken is an anime original. Uh Gridman's
1: an anime original. Um I believe both of those, actually. That's another Mecha March fully, episode. Fully is, stuff.
0: An, is an anime original. Okay. Technically, not actually... Weathering with You is an anime original.
1: I mean, that's a... Weathering with You is a movie. I know, I mean, I but it's still the, technically the, 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 the original.
0: You can adapt a uh, book uh, into a movie, Jodo. Like, look at Harry yeah, Potter. You
1: sure can. Mm, let's not look at Harry Potter.
0: I mean, I'm talking... It's the, most fam- it's the most famous example.
1: Even though we don't like Yeah, Harry Potter himself can still lick my gross wee butt. <laughs> anyway. I'm glad we paused for a dramatic effect after <laughs> that one.
0: <laughs> anyway, please continue your fun so,
1: facts. So, my, my fun facts, my tank and top of good log and butt facts. They received an excellent oh, eh, excellence prize at the 2007 Japan Media Arts Festival. And they won both the best television production and the best character design at the Tokyo International Anime Fair. Although the character design was credited to Atsushi Nishigori, the character designer for the show. Understandable, fantastic stuff. We love to see it. Time for some quick takes. We're done quick takes in a minute. I know, I know, I know. I, I mean, to be fair with the quick takes, we kind of had some. Not smaller shows. Like is still a pretty long show. I just feel like... I guess we had him for Haikyuu. We had some bonus episodes. I haven't really done a show since Haikyuu. Which is like almost a month ago now. Almost two months Let on recording it. Recording it was like six weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Anyway. Anyway. anyway, Best boy. Kamina. Kamina? Okay. I give it to Simone. Best girl. Um, Yoko. I feel like you have to give it to Yoko, but there are some fantastic women in this show. Best gunman. Gunman. Yeah. Wait, what's the gunman again? Because it's beastmen. The, the beastmen, Everyone's like everyone's in a gunman. That's what the mechs are called. Also, uh, the best. Also, oh, the best mech. Then, More or less, because I would say you could choose the human mechs after they kinda of developed a map of Login too.
0: Oh then the best Godmen are the best mech we also pointed into my favorite form of two of Gwen which is Topotung and login
1: That's fair. But that was actually yeah that was the next version. So we get I mean yeah tank like Tangatopa like, t- Guren Logan is incredible. Though my favorite gunman, surprisingly the King Katan. I, I, I remember Uh you don't remember the King Katan? the the yellow it's Katan's like big yellow neck the
0: the the giant star
1: yeah the giant star (laughs) it just it it fits it fits him so well it fits him so well I do have to say in terms of my favorite form of uh, Logan though that the time that it fused with the spaceship might have been my favorite like transformation for Logan, mostly because that was like the first time you really saw how far this show was going to go.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that, that's where I will say that I prefer the second of the ha- half of the show over the first half of the show. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, we're kind of splits in that seven-year gap. That's kind of what I was getting at when I was mentioning it. I, it's weird for me,
0: because for me, my, my favorite part of the show is probably just after
1: Kamina dies to just before they go into space. Oh no, just before um, they like they did, like kind of that point until they fight the Spiral King. I
0: don't know. For, yeah, so just before Kamina dies and just before
1: the, def- just after they defeat the Moon Mecha. Okay. That is an incredible kind of saying. Yeah. Even if you were to like kind of consider it like or like you hit that like mid season break almost. Like the the journey to the Spiral King is so good. Like once again, the like, crew. because
0: yeah. like I think it's, it's so good. It's so good, because like, it touches a lot on like uh Simon's story and like that's a fantastic one. The story of like Nina as well, Nina and Simone together, uh Yoko going through her depression, the whole crew trying to come behind like the central leader and like figuring out it's more of a team than one specific person even if that specific person had such a momentous shift in like how the dynamic of the group work right Mm -hmm. and like i think it's that that part there that i enjoy the most right because like i think like the whole show as as a whole is still pretty good right uh, I still think, like, the whole DSX Machina stuff, it's uh, it's not going to go away, right? And, like, I feel like that takes away some of it from the show, but that's just kind of, like, the way the show works It's just pure willpower, right? But, like, yeah. um, you didn't put this in, but it's something I wanted to, like, point out, right? Um, I already mentioned, you already said that, like, stuff that worked on the show went out to make Studio Trigger, right? And, like, if you've watched a lot of Trigger shows, you can see the blueprint for a lot of Trigger shows in Top and this and to top into Gengar and right? If you've watched Kill the Kill, right? Very similar kind of like story progression of like, oh, we're just oh, fighting yeah. this big dude. Holy shit, we're fighting aliens! It's,
1: it's just foot on the gas the whole time. Yeah, which it's is just, honestly incredible.
0: And, like, the things, like, I just said Killer Kill as an example, but look at a lot of trigger shows, right? And a lot of them mm-hmm. follow the same escalation path, right? Uh, there's that infamous mm-hmm. one that goes, goes off the fucking rails. I'm not going to say the name of just because Joda hasn't watched it yet and we're trying to get him to watch that. But it's just like, if you see it, you're like, hey,
1: yeah, Gurren luck did it uh-huh. first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gurn came out the gates just running with it. Absolutely with like it. So so we're going to do kind of a Mecha March special half take breather, I guess. Cuz Uchi picked up this not picked up. Uchi had a very cool idea that he's been running in the Discord. A whole bunch of us posted our favorite or not our favorite, but our full like mech anime list. And Uchi, the free time haver Decided he was going to watch the first episode of every single one.
0: I have, I have and left so to do these. Zero you don't have to time. list all of
1: them. Yeah. I wonder why. So, real quick, how many first episodes have you watched? I know you're missing a few, but like what's your like rough total in here?
0: Um, give me a quick second.
1: I mean, just just like free ball it. It's not a. It's nothing crazy. Okay,
0: four of them.
1: Stipulation two.
0: So, it's actually not that big of a list, right? Because the thing is, like, a lot of the mech ones that people put in the Discord had already watched, right? So, by default, I could skip
1: those. So, yeah. I've watched four of them, and then I have three more to go? Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's not too bad. I think we should make that, like,. Maybe not make it a thing, because at this point, how do you do it more than once, but I just thought it was cool, because you kind of get a little, like, taste. It's like you've piloted everyone's mech. Yeah. To like, a degree.
0: The thing is, like, because I didn't even ask them for the favor make mech shows, they're just like, hey, uh drop all the mechs you've watched, and then I'll see which is a watch. watched, right? And then people had dropped a lot of shows mm-hmm. that, like, are uh, super expected, you know, like, Evangelion, Dolling the Fangs, Gridman, Top to the Grimlar again, right? 86, I know, zero. And, like, I ended up watching... I've uh, seen um, three of the f- four Gundams that were put... No, I've seen two... Were two or three of them? I've seen... Yeah,
1: how I think there's four.
0: There's four Gundams in this list. I've, no, there are five Gundams in the list. I've seen four of them. Or three of them. Oh, that's weird. One was I've, a movie,
1: I know.
0: One was a movie, so I didn't bother with that. Was, then I've seen... Yeah, so I've seen three Gundams. I have one more to go. And two of the Gundams have the exact same first episode.
1: I'm not shocked. Thought- I feel like Gundam has released so much stuff, which is kind of what makes me. Because you know how I was mentioning I want to do that sports anime? Like a yeah. history episode, maybe a video essay? I was kind of thinking too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one thing that keeps me from doing it with mechs is Gundam.
0: Oh, yeah, Gundam is Gundam- was- Gundam-
1: It's it's look, Gundams. I like building gunpla. Not that I'm very productive at it, but I like Gundam for the most part. But to kind of discern the history of mech animes, you have to just also do a full full deep dive on Gundam. In my opinion, I don't know if Gundam started it. I don't know what Gundam did, but Gundam has become so ingrained in mechs that it could be like genuinely considered its own like genre at this point Yeah, I guess not even genre it's like it's just like a unique design I guess because the stories aren't anything like crazy but I kind of digress at this point let's kind of get back to Girl Logan. I just want to bring up your idea I thought it was a very cool idea Yeah. so maybe maybe we'll turn that into like our Mecha March episode next year. It's like okay, here's our first episode impressions of like two dozen mech anime.
0: Oh, two dozen. Oh shit, that's 24 something like that. Episodes. I'm just guessing. Okay,
1: okay. It's one okay. season. I'm just kind of I threw that out there. Whatever. Back to Guren Logan. So compared to other mechas, Uchi, how do you think Guren Logan stacked up?
0: Uh, okay, so. Remember when I said that, this is back in the Coach episode, when I said at the end of the day, I view Mecca's as a tool for you to tell me a story. So for me, good login. that's a Mecca. I think it stacks up pretty good. It's still not one of my all-time favorite shows, right? But I think the story it's trying to tell and the message it's trying to tell come across very well, right? I, I, This second time around watching, I do enjoy the struggles that Simone, Simone goes through watching essentially his big brother his idol die right and coming trying to battle for that like who he wants to be and where he wants to come from right i enjoy that i enjoy the uh essentially this story of like human willpower and human instinct survival right and this whole idea of like oh don't do it he just on a course to destroy itself and it's like yeah no fuck that we will not destroy ourselves right because like i guess like the central idea is like hey um what's the central idea hey are we like on an collision course to kill ourselves or something right and it's like no if if you matter we'll we'll find a way to always overcome this right you know what i mean and like that's just kind of like the thing right i I just enjoy that because like logically speaking this anime makes absolutely no fucking sense but you just make you just say, yeah, this makes sense in the world you give this, right? If that makes sense?
1: They they it doesn't make sense. They make it make sense. Yeah. If that that was not very clear, but they kind of they 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 do something and then they force the point. They it's do- almost it's like hammering a screw. Though <laughs> everything does come together. You can hammer a screw in, it's a really janked up way to do it, but they did it, and they attached the galaxy to a robot by hammering <laughs> in a screw. Yes. Perfect yes. analogy. Perfect You're welcome. Analogy. So, like,
0: I, as, as a whole, I think, let me just finish what I was going to say. As, as a whole, do yeah, I... Oh yeah, yeah, Do I think some other mechas might have done whatever specific plot that point they're trying to get across better? Yeah. I think... Um when it comes to the Depression, I think Dyson does it better. When it comes to a story about war, I think you can maybe one of the Gunders would do it better. I can look at the Gunders. I think maybe even the A6 would oh, do it better. Right?
1: They when also it, do.
0: When it comes to like the sheer ridiculousness, I don't think anything even comes close to Gwen Logan. I think Goon Logan's strength is not in like just the story he's trying to tell, it's just in this like amazing encapsulation of sheer silliness combined with sheer story of like, hey, humanity can do whatever the fuck it puts its mind to and you, the person can do whatever the fuck you want to It's just you who's the limiting factor, right? And even then, right, there's this point where it's like, don't, I think it's also like, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, right? Don't let others stop you and if you don't, and you don't have to be the man who goes and pierces the heavens, do what you can do best and do it to one hundred percent or one hundred twenty five percent of your ability. I think that's why yeah. Logan comes across right. So as a, yeah. as an sh- anime, I think like there's some the some mechs I one hundred percent say the plot and the story does it better. But as this like just pure mess, or so th- I've struggled to think of a lot of stuff that even come close to Logan.
1: Yeah, it's very unique. So regardless, I, I kind of put this question in as not a gimme, but it seems like it should be, like, a pretty like, straightforward question, but you also just went on, like, a two-minute I guess not rant, but two-minute explanation of just how it's and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I took is that you kind of explained why it's almost not fair to compare Gurren Lagann to other Mac animes because Gurren Lagann is so uniquely its own thing, like you're not gonna find another mech anime that operates
0: like Pernaga. to no. the
1: same. Yeah, and that's why I love it so much. It's so beautifully unique, and so I like. Like, I really was kind of proud of this question because, yeah, yeah, like, you can definitely stack it up against other mech animes, but this is something so different to what the normal mech anime kind of give us. I think the
0: closest. Anime you can even stack this out to is not even a meg show, it's killer the kill. That's just the closest thing in this sheer mm. ridiculousness and but somehow
1: mm-hmm. amazing plots and ideas of things yep. as Guren Login, right? And characters, yeah. They yeah. really that was really kit- taken out of the imprint of Guren Logan, and they did a great job of turning it into something also unique. And also specific. It and very that's specific how and kind sheer of ridiculous. Yeah. Cause I won't say too much, but the Trigger episodes in Star Wars Visions, which you still need to watch, very much embody, like, Studio Trigger, right? Like, when I say that, I mean the Gurren Lagann feeling. The Studio Trigger feeling of an anime. So they followed suit in that Promare was another one that felt very similar, but I guess is still technically a mech anime, but doesn't still... Doesn't capture quite what Guren Login was. Guren Login just seemed to throw things at the wall and every single one of them stuck. I want to talk about one of the things that makes this show fantastic. There's two big things that really make Guren Login stand out. Well, three, because the pacing is like a whole other thing, but we don't really need to discuss the pacing because if you put the, like, if you slam on the gas off the red light and you just keep going and going and going, you're going to top out, but. Gurren Lagann decided that there's no odometer, so speed is infinite. Regardless.
0: I yep. mean, there's one episode that's slowed dog, The recap episode. I just skip it. I, I, I also skipped skip it. it. I, I mean, skipped it, too. Yeah, but it's, it's a recap it, episode. But, but it's still it. there. It's still there. So we have to dog points for having a yeah. recap. Because you know that Adam I and Kill had like had a five-minute recap. No, that had a two-minute recap.
1: <laughs> I think the reason Gurren Login had the recap is because... One, it had a pretty decent, I think it had a fairly decent break in its broadcasting. Yeah. Like, I think it took a mid-season break. But at the same time, it was kind of convoluted. Not convoluted, but a lot of establishing things happen in the first half. And you don't want to forget them for the second half. Like, you really, really, really need to stick all of it together.
0: Honestly, honestly. Just pay attention.
1: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But this, this show was also made before. Okay, this show was created and aired before we had just mass streaming services. On the internet. Be, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So,
1: theoretically, people have been watching Gurn Login for two months, three months, took like a two month break, and then it's back to watching it over like three months. So. Yeah you anyway. making dark points. I'm not going to say no to that, but.
0: Anyway, anyway. Please continue.
1: Anyways, the characters. The characters in Gurren Logan make this show so, so, so much better. Every. And it doesn't. I was actually talking to someone about this recently about, like, battle animes and that the Hunter Hunter kind of style where every single ding dong you meet gets kind of a backstory. Gurren Logan doesn't have that but every single not every single but most characters get some kind of either dramatic send off some kind of hero moment in that they all feel like they could be the main characters of a lesser story or lesser anime you know mm-hmm. like if gurren Logan is kind of the peak of the mountain all these characters and i know they showed it like almost literally with like the spiral at the end where they're like Oh yeah, like spiral. The spiral race is the double helix that make us of the The, power of the people before us and the next people. Whatever. It's just all these characters like literally build everything up, especially because starting in episode one, Simon is just this like sniveling little thriller kid, and as we we all know, he always had it in him. But Kamina was the Fire that he lit under Simone's ass to get the ball rolling and then after that every single character gets either these cool moments, Yoko jumps in from the ceiling um, the heroic deaths or like these like beautiful moments like Kitan is kind of the best example of this cause like when they said Kitan was when he kind of felt unimportant and they told him, like, you are for just as much of a reason we're here as Kamina was, because you pushed us from behind. Kamina led us from the front and you pushed us from behind. And they told him that, literally. And I was just like, wait, Katan? Kind of rules? (laughs) But I mean, you could give this to so many characters. So many characters. Um, I had their names very... Very shortly. I mean, he didn't... Okay, so, like, the bad guys get it all the time. All of the bad guys get it all the time. Which is what I thought was actually kind of cool, too. Lorgino. Uh, I want to say Vito, but, like, I'm pretty sure it's his viral. Uh, who else is, like... Yeah. Roshu, actually. I dislike Roshu, but Roshu's kind of, like, up-down character arc is very cool, in my opinion. Or down, up, down, I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to just kind of see who else gets these cool kind of... Here it is. It's the... It's Balanbow and Jorgen and Balanbow are probably my two favorite examples of these things. Specifically because they are literally just like meatheads who are only eating or punching and that's all they think about, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, they get this cool ending hero scene where they're, like, they protect Gimme. Yeah. And they, they get an emotional send-off. And, like, this happens so frequently in this show. It's incredible. For characters who didn't really do a whole lot through the show. Like, sure, they were technically involved in all the skirmishes and battles and stuff. But they were mostly there to spout off a line or two to kind of break up the main characters talking. So when they get these things and all these characters get these cool deaths or scenes or actions or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's just like these characters kind of feel like they represent more than what they do in the show. Like they were – I'm guessing here. It almost feels like very well-modeled D&D characters in that even though they weren't the main characters of the story – there's someone behind them putting in a lot of thought and effort. Yeah. Maybe a loose, loose kind of synopsis to uh, how these characters feel and D D. But I mean, whatever.
0: I, I think. But, I get what you mean? So, like, with like a lot of the characters, if they were there to like help support like the whole show and like the movement, right? And it feels like the expansion of like it's not just as. Uh, it's not just, like, Simone, Nina, Yoko, and all those guys, like, mm-hmm. story, like those are our main characters, right? It felt like these, like, like, everyone's involved in the story, and we're just following the spotlight of a few of the characters, right? We could have, like, followed other people's spotlights, right? And I think like, that's what you're trying yeah. to say?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's just so much that you can kind of pull from these characters, and yeah, like every single one could be a main character. Even Leron, even Leron to a degree. I bet you you could have a show, like a whole show about someone named Leron. Not na- well, of course you could have a whole yeah. show about someone named Leron. But a character like Leron.
0: They tried it before, Knights and Magic.
1: Yeah, but like, give me more. Yeah. Make it gayer. Make Knights and Magic. Magic gear. and uh, you know what fine I'll accept it
0: I was like if that's a useless main character from Knights in Magic it doesn't matter what you put in front of him he'll be the most useless of main characters
1: Ugh, I don't want to talk about Knights in Magic all my growing vlogging episodes
0: <laughs> but no I get what you mean man. this is it's just breaking up when you're throwing
1: a tantrum oh, so he's it, gonna it leave it that broke game.
0: up the end of the internet is like a dodged yeah, to tantrum
1: I just want my, you know, I don't want to talk about my bad anime, good anime episode, okay? <laughs> Frick. Frick. So, I could go on forever, about every single character, genuinely, I'm scrolling the list because sometimes I forget how good, or how how some of these characters play the show, etc. But are there any characters you wish got more screen time, or some that got less?
0: Uh, okay, no. Because... I think the show actually balanced all the characters well enough. You Know what I mean? Cause at the end of the right. day, at the end of the day, you could have showed me like, real, like discovering all these like amazing technology through the power spiral, right? You could have shown me Yoko being like in a wandering journey and somehow becoming a teacher, right? You could have shown me Bill Bond and whatever doing and Jogger and doing like the whole like government thing, right? But I think what the show did, it's story focusing primarily on Simone, like, I'm talking second half now, right? Simone, Nia, yeah. uh, Rosen? Rosen? Whatever the fuck his name is.
1: Rosen? Roshu? R- Roshu? What the fuck his name is? Yeah, the, Roshu.
0: Roshu. Forehead kid. Forehead kid. Headbutt kid, right? King Norman yeah. kitten, right? I think that second half was like, Just as, like, that's what, like, for them was more important, right? Because that's a different, like, story that was... Not a different story. I think that was a more um captivating story that's being told through them, right? Because what they're doing, right, what that side of the story is talking about is kind of cool, right? It's kind of like this idea of, like, is it... Not like it's a limited humanity, but I think it's pivoted away from just the whole tradition of, like oh, we're just going to do stuff through, power, through sheer willpower. It's more like, hey, do we... What's How, how do they face this?
1: Roshu we, was the first obstacle in their way that they couldn't willpower their way out of.
0: No, Roshu was not even an obstacle. Roshu was...
1: Hey, he, you mean it, Roshu wasn't an obstacle.
0: He, yes, he was an obstacle, right? Cause you watch the show and you're like, Oh, Roshi's just being like the, Oh, big, bad governing person, right? No, Roshi was more mm-hmm. like, Hey, mm-hmm. what if we might lose? We need contingencies. We need backup plans. We need a way to keep everyone
1: almost people He was the sensibility.
0: He was the sensibility that I think sometimes you need, right? Cause that's why Simone was never ever angry at him. Cause Simone is less like, Yeah. He, well, reckless. And sometimes we need someone there to be our guiding hand or we no, just fucking reckless, right? Because Simone in the first half was that was what Simone was to come alright? He's like, hey, if you just keep doing that, you're going to die. The the, the, the person remember watching the first half of like, yeah, man, this that dude's gonna fucking kill himself. Like, holy shit, this dude is reckless. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, Roshi was kind of more like, hey, we need a way to keep this world and the way things are going together, right? Like, I I'm not like straight up. I I'm not agreeing with him, like arresting Simon, right, and putting him on trial, and being like we need to make an example of someone, right? But that's kind of like him saying like, okay, we need to find a way. I'm not. I don't think he did it right, but you can understand the reasoning behind why he did it, right? And like love it or hate it, but that's kind of like the way people work, right? As soon as, like, Simone accidentally destroyed all these houses to, like, save people, right? Can't just see, like, everyone, like, like, oh, we need someone to blame, right? So it's like, okay, do we, yeah. do they, like, do the, does the public overthrow everyone? Or do we try to make one person an example, right? And, like, Roshi was, like, he's a flawed character, but that's what kind of makes him interesting to watch, right? Cause, like, everything mm-hmm. he did came from this sense of, like, trying to do good, right, in his own way. You know what yeah. I mean? Then you yeah. follow the likes of like uh Kitan and like everyone else, right? They're like all they're trying to do is just do good in their own way, right? So like yeah, Rochu is an obstacle, but he's not like in the t- sense of a traditional obstacle. He just presents ideas differently, right? And right. like the thing is like in this show specifically, it it kind of does it his his ideas of presenting things don't 100% fit in the idea of the show, right? Because, like, the show was just like, oh, we just win everything through sheer willpower, while well, Roshi was just like, okay, we need to have contingencies on his plans, right? And, like, I think the way the show said that sometimes it's good to have people there who are, like, your support, right? Who will always be there to, like, right. try to think of your backup plans. That's why Roshi was never disregarded from the main Kuhn Long and crew, even when he went against what they wanted, right? Because at the end of the day, they all want what's best for humanity, right? Because, like...
1: Let's imagine... They they really understood what kind of made them a team, and they really, really drove that home with everyone, just because, yeah, that's collective. Every time there was pushback, it was never a, oh, Roshu's and this or that or this because he did this. There was... They saw it differently and that's how we have to work with things, because that's how it played out. It yeah. was very much like an understanding situation.
0: It wasn't a understanding me... situation.
1: So yeah, they really, really just like established that team and kept that team mentality. And that's what made Team Gurren, Team Gurren. That's what
0: made Team Gurren, Team right? That's why when uh, Simone's like, oh, we're gonna go save Mia," right? It's, got, it's like, no, she's she is the enemy, but she's not the enemy, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And
1: it's- once they accepted her into Team Gurren, they accepted her into Team Gurren. It took some time, understandably, time, I but think they accepted her. Same oh, with, yeah. same with Vito. Mm-hmm. I guess Viral. I shouldn't say Vito, but Viral Vito. was the bad guy, the bad guy. Not for a long time, but he was the bad guy. Okay. He was the rival. And then he ends up being the final pilot of Gurren before the end of the show. And it's just, theoretically, I would almost, I'm curious who spends more collective, like, screen time in Gurren between Kamina and Viral. Because I I would actually, like, not be shocked. It doesn't, it doesn't. I'm just curious. It's, it, it doesn't change anything. Especially because, like, viral can't produce spiral energy. Yeah. So, I mean, even towards the lore of the show, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, it's interesting to think that, like, the original bad guy, Kamina's rival, was the one that helped Seaborn seal the deal and destroy the anti-spirals, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean there. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on characters? Um,
0: well, they're all pretty great characters, to be honest. Like, okay. I don't think there's
1: a single character in this show I disliked. Oh, no. so, that oh. The so, I'm just going to hammer us right into the next section because this one's going to take maybe a surprising amount of time because some of the themes in this show are very, very mature and the way they hand things are very mature and understandable particularly with like complex emotions so there's a video essay I've been me- meaning to watch for a little bit I'm actually going to go pull up the exact title of it because if I'm going to say something like this like I might as well like credit where it's due you know mm-hmm. but as I-, I pull this up real quick the it's gonna kill my internet. Oh my god. <laughs> I hate to be, I can't get this. Regardless. Ugh. We'll just wait. I'll edit it. I'll fix it. This is really frustrating. I just don't understand why I live in a country that just cannot get good internet. It Go just, just needs there. to be legislated. It just literally needs to be legislated. But everyone in office, a like, fuck it. anyway. Hey, whatever, it's all cut out before this. So, there's a couple video essays I want to watch. The first one that I was really referring to was Gurren Logan's Underappreciated Maturity. And I think even just bringing up that title struck me pretty well. Just because, yeah, there's a lot of maturity. Because every single character has to handle loss at some point. There's just no way around it. And I mean, it's technically still war mecha. Yeah. So, understandable. But the way that a lot of these characters handle it, outside of actually Kamina, is relatively reasonable. Kamina just kind of glosses over it and moves on with his life. But when Kamina passes and is killed, the way Team Guerin responds is so many different ways of guilt, or not guilt, but grieving and loss. And you have one extreme end, which is Simon, in that he's clinging to the past. There's nothing to to move forward towards. Then. Or now that kamina has gone, you have Kitan and some of the others who weren't as close with Kamina, who are kind of just looking to keep going and move on. And they're taking kind of a practical approach, which is we have things we have to get done. We're literally at war. We have to not dwell on this. And the interesting part I found is, and this is coming from someone who's had to deal with a lot of grief and death in his life and this is something I've heard from people, is that you just need to get over it after a while and that's kind of what Katan did not intentionally not trying to be, I don't think he was actually trying to be mean I don't think anybody who says these things is trying to be usually mean but there's a lot of different ways that people handle the situation And it does end up being kind of a story of dealing with this loss, almost entirely in the second, almost two thirds. Yeah, because nobody ever gives up on Kamina. No one ever, no one ever stops missing Kamina, which is the acceptance I kind of, I personally work toward. When I'm in these situations, like, there's nothing you can change. There's nothing to be done. There's no way you could do anything about this. You have to accept that they're, this person is gone and I'm not a grief counselor. So this is all like anecdotal from my, my own end. You can accept that they're gone and you can still be sad. You can be sad for the rest of your life. And I'm sure every single character in Tegan, topa or Logan, login, if they were real, would be mourning Kamina's death their entire lives. They'd be mourning Katan's death. They'd be everyone's. Every single one's. Like that's not like Nia's everyone's. It's just you don't stop being sad that people are gone. Maybe you forget some. Maybe you get kind of sidetracked in your life, like emotionally, whatever. But you never if you if you like genuinely loved someone, like you're never going to quite let that person go. And I think that was a very, very cool... Maybe it was a bit of a ramble out of me, but I think that was a cool way for what is a silly anime full of goofiness and letting loose and dumb jokes and boob jokes, etc., to really give the... like, us, like the viewers, some real emotion to attach to. You know?
0: Yeah. So, I 100% like agree with all of this, like, everything you just said, right? That is very different, right? And, like, hmm. I think this, I don't know, like, what i put in, like, 40-something minutes. I feel like this is just probably going to be, like, the deepest maturity thing we're going to talk about in the show, right? Um, the best example is definitely looking at Simone's uh, story arc, right? Well, Simone starts off as this kid who just is always in the shadow of his big brother, right? And then, like, as the show goes on, he's like, hey, this is what I like to do. This is everything, you know what I mean? And then uh Kamina dies. Kamina dies, it goes into this depression spiral, goes down this depression spiral, right? It's a mix of like guilt, sadness, really shut
1: down and a lot of things, right? And mm-hmm. he meets Nia, right? Now mm-hmm. Did I say Nia or it Nina? It's Nia and N-I-A. Nia. Nia. Meets
0: Nia and Nia's like, hey, I don't know Kamina. I think, like, meeting Nia is, like, one of the best things that happened to him, because like, he doesn't know Kamina, he just knows Kamina, mm-hmm. the legend. Right? And she's like, at the end of the day, I can't meet a dead person. Which sounds super harsh,
1: right? But so it's kind of like... She... That's... Sorry, that's speech by, like, or that, like, kerfuffle for the sake of of celebrity yeah. between... Nia and Yoko on the bow of the Daiguren was very emotional. Despite very it being short, it's one of those, like, it's one of those spots where they just put, instead of a- another goof or joke or whatever, they put in something heavy. Cause you know, Nia says, I can't meet a dead person. And as much as Nia is telling Simone to get over it, she's supporting him at as he works through it.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah, and like, I think that's the thing. Like for me, Nia helped bring Simone out of like the darkness the depression stage, right? But I don't think Simone truly got over or accepted Calvin's death until the very end. Right, because like I like to like talking about like the serious maturity. Like, Let's just go to the end, right? At this point, we to go full spoilers because we've talked about King death stuff for so long, right? Um, we
1: went full spoilers within two minutes, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway,
0: when they're fighting the anti spiral thing, right? And they get trapped in the anti spiral, and like everyone's having that like, their um visions and stuff, right? I found like everyone had like a vision, like a lot of the characters. Between like the first half and like the second half, like this seven year period, that's particularly like Yoko and other like they they've grown, but like physically who they are haven't changed as much, right? But Simone literally right. went from a kid to a man,
1: right? The whack part about that is Yoko and Simone are the same age.
0: Is Simone fourteen?
1: Cannot canonically, they're both fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, seven what? years later, 21. Wait. I mean, t- to be fair, actually, Yoko Bro. takes a pretty hard right turn, too, become a but,
0: teacher. but you know what I meant, though? Like, size-wise, height-wise. Let's describe height Wait, wait, hold on. That was, was was an
1: anime, anime bullshit thing. I knew Yoko, Yoko was 14. Cimo, they're both 14. They're both 14.
0: Honestly, I thought one was, like, 12 or some shit like that. But anyway. Me too. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So... <laughs> Simone, in his vision, or his dream-like state, right, when they're like, oh, you're trapped in the anti spiral, this is kind of like, yeah. Not ideal world, but it's kind of been presented to them as the ideal world, right? Like, the ideal world where they want to Mm -hmm. live, right? It's him as a kid with Kamina, right? And Mm -hmm. I felt like it was a presentation of, like, yeah, he knew Kamina was dead, but he kind of still viewed Kamina as this untouchable, like, hero like this idol that cannot be surpassed right and it's only right. until he broke out of that dream right when like the, the end of the dream is now Simone as a man saying bye to Kamina right yeah that I think was the moment when it he left like he finally accepted Kamina's death right like nothing that like, he wouldn't be yeah. sad right and like that's why for him with Nia's death he didn't fall into that depression spiral right because I genuinely think, yeah. like, if Simone didn't come to that true acceptance of Karen death, when Nina disappeared, he'd just fall back into that depression spiral, right? Because he, he, he doesn't have that same understanding, right? It's that, like, understanding of, like, hey, this idol, this heroic figure is just human, right? And, like, that's kind of, like, why, like, when I went back, like, Nia's whole speech of, like, I can't be a dead person... It it sounds super harsh, but it's kind of true. No, it's not kind of true. It's true. <laughs> you can't. It is true, true, and it
1: is harsh. It both is both. These things are very true, and it's, it's the basis of that whole statement. And, but I mean, it's a hard hitting statement. You remember it specifically.
0: You remember it, it specifically. Be. It was great. It was great. But like, like that, that
1: whole it it's interaction real. between the two of them because it does.
0: When she says, I can't be a dead person, she's not even saying it like, I don't want you to tell me stories about them. Mm-hmm. But you can't obsess over them forever. Which sounds so I think it's harsh, Yoko... but so real.
1: Yeah, and I think it's because Yoko also said, like, you didn't know him, you don't know. And she's like, I can't know. I'm trying regardless. And I think that's what makes that Nia situation different than what I was talking about. And that people are like, get over it, get over it, get over it. Nia was... Helping from the o- only way that she could after kind of observing and seeing what was going
0: on. Yeah, like that's that's the thing about like Tobin trying to get out right? For odd silliness, right? Like that's a very deep moment, right? Like even the whole Roshi thing, right? Like, yeah, we're gonna crack jokes about his forehead and all that stuff, right? But he was just trying to help the way he could. He's there, like they, they, they roasted this poor cool kid. Like you have no fighting spirit. You can't do anything. Like when yeah, and suddenly, like when push comes to shove, what are you going to do? Like that's probably the way he fought, right? And then he's like, "Yeah." I, he's like, "I can't save everyone. I I don't have that kind of fighting spirit, but I can save the people that I." that I hear in this moment, right? And if the ones I
1: can save. Yeah.
0: It feels super harsh, but he's just like I can save who I can save, right? And like I think he said mm-hmm. he said that even when he went to off to go kill himself, right? When he was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was all my fault, you know what I mean? It's okay. kind of hard. Like it's granted like that was a very lot of like tell don't show that the show did, which I'm not a big fan of, but like kind of wish it showed it better, mm-hmm. his inner struggle for that. But you get that, right? And, like,
1: yeah. I think that's another whole topic we can cover in this show. But, like, not always a goofy show, right? There's a whole episode, not a whole episode, but almost a whole episode dedicated to Roshu completing the spiral and full-on attempting... I don't want to like throw in hefty words because I know those words are kind of a lot for some folks. So that's just another whole other like deep theme. And I mean, we could get into thing. every single one. You can, sorry,
0: like there's a whole deep thing. You can go into like a lot of deep things about the show, right? Like Rocha and Simona pretty much the same age, right? But come from vastly very different backgrounds, right? And the, the, Quote unquote father figure shaped how they view mm-hmm. life in a lot of ways, right? Roshan had a very yep. pessimistic father figure where it's like, we must do what's right or wrong, right? Even if that father figure was like, okay, I I don't want to kill these kids, but like, if there's a way to find a way to spare them, we'll try to do that, right? So, like, wow, well, what's his yep. name? The, uh, the priest, quote unquote, you can just look at him and be like, oh, he's a bad person. It's like, no he's a person who was forced to make hard choices to try to keep as many people alive as possible, right? And, like, if you just look at the show very, like, giant robot punch all the giant robot, it's very easy to get lost into, like, oh, Roshu, the priest, uh, this person are all just bad people, right?
1: Because, like... Mm -hmm. It's very easy to put them into the small hole that they fit into, albeit. But it's more difficult to see the complexity of these characters because they all grew up. So it not boils down to, but it really, really kind of ties together to this cool world that these characters are moving through with a surprising amount of poise. And I don't want to... I I wish I'd started with that sentence because I think everything that we talked about really boils down to these characters trying to live a normal life, a healthy life, a happy life in a world full of cruelty where they're hunted down, where they're forced to make decisions that no one should have to make. You know? Roshu should never have to make the choice between saving only 10% of the population in theory, but, but this is what the world gives them. No one should have to, Dayaka shouldn't have to defend Littner Village to keep Beastmen from just killing P, his, his friends and family, but he's forced to do that. It's incredible that these characters are written with both the levity of the goofiness that a lot of them bring, but also even in those situations, the heaviness from the characters really Still weighs in. Yeah, they can laugh, they can joke, they can do whatever they want, but they still exist in this cruel world. And most of them, outside of I guess Kamina, for the most part, act in accordance.
0: Even Kamina had his moments. Like I won't go too deep into it, right? But even Kamina had his words, right? Because I think Yoko recounts his story, but, like. Simone's story, where he's just like, oh yeah, Kamina was just like leading us to glory. He was amazing, right? And then Yoko recounts the story later mm-hmm. on from S- Kamina's point of view, where he was like, holy shit, I have no idea what's going on. But Simone seems to be nowhere he's going, so I'm just going to follow that and have this brave face on, right? I yeah. like, when I, At the start, when I just said, like, this show is just about, uh, about sheer human determination and willpower, right? I think the better way to say, like, no matter where your background, like this show's like idea of theme is like no matter your background or how heavy or dark and unfair the world is, you could, you can change it through you yourself, through your sheer will and determination and don't let anyone say you can't. That's like the point of the show, right? It's it's saying like, yeah, life is cruel, life is unfair, shit sucks sometimes, sometimes a giant fucking media will calm down or a global pandemic will start, right? But Yesshia willpower determination could be able to
1: change that. Yeah, yeah. With that, my heart's a little heavy. That was I was not expecting us to get like as deep into this. I had literally six bullet points for this, just with different emotions under themes. But yeah, there's a lot to this show, and I think that's what makes Gernlogins so good. Yeah, it's so thank you again, everyone for joining us. And Uh, especially shout out to the patrons. Yeah, shout out to the patrons. Not only thank you for joining us for another episode, but for another whole season. This is season two for us. I know we have had hiccups along the way, we've had XYZ going on, and you guys are still hanging out. And we very, 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 very much appreciate it. And we would let every single one of you including Kmart pilot Gurren to our login. But the housekeeping stuff. Just for the off season coming up. We're taking a break. We need breaks from doing this. We have jobs. Well I don't have a job but I have school which is arguably pretty close to just shitty. But we're busy guys. We are coming back. We're, I'm thinking we're probably are we aiming for another fall start date. Don't quote me on that. We'll keep it posted. Find the Twitter, find the Patreon. The Instagram's a little, little bunk, but I do post the schedule on there to the best of my ability. It's just at Jordos BA or Jordos Bizarre Adventure. I can put them in the description. It doesn't matter. We'll keep in touch. We'll let you know. Discord, same deal. But one thing I think we're going to try and do is we're going to try and release monthly episodes throughout our off-season onto the Patreon, including our spring seasonal and our summer seasonal, which are, I think, going to be two separate episodes going forward. Mm -hmm. Again, just housekeeping. This could change. But subscribing to the Patreon gets you those things. I know, I know, I know. We're driving this Patreon all the way up your booties, but... We're trying to upgrade some stuff. We're trying to make sure next season is better. We're trying to get some soundproof. It doesn't matter. Patreon helps us do those things. And it gets you more cool episodes. It gets everyone more cool episodes. We're also going to be adding questions on Patreon. We want your ideas. We want to know what you guys want to hear. We want to know what you folks want us to cover. We have now hit the peak of Mecha March. Because no, no... No Mecha March will get better than a Tengen Toppinger and Logan Mecha March. This might as well be Super Ga. Ooh. Episode title ideas? Super Galaxy Mecha March? Nice. Anyway, we do want to lean on some of those broad topics going forward. We want to do more culture episodes, more studio episodes, more vague ideas of what is going on in anime rather than these. Specific episodes on Anime. they're not going Anywhere so keep your spiral energy Up but That's kind of the idea I really liked our shonen episode I really liked Our romance episode Etc I like doing these ones we like doing these Ones it seems like you guys Enjoy them but we Won't know until you tell us With all that You've all been lovely And we cannot wait To bring you guys you fine folks. Jordan's Bizarre Podcast Season 3.
0: On that bombshell. I... Right. It's your wee boy signing out for the rest of the season. Stay safe. Grab your blind pillows. Don't be a buster. And we we'll see you when we kiss the fucking heavens.